Today on The Breakdown, we have so much, so much. It's overwhelming. It's more than we can pack into one episode, but we're going to try. Not only do we have Steve O'Dwyer, Tan Mulder, heads up for the title in a high roller event, and they play a hand that, I have to say, really did confound and confuse me in ways that most of these hands we do do not. It is going to really put our brains into a pretzel to talk about all the decisions that get made. And this is one of those pots and one of those hands where things just blow up really fast. They escalate surprisingly quickly when everything seems very chill. Suddenly they're not, and a lot of chips are really being... These guys are making plays. But not only that, we have more than that because it's part two of casting, baby. It's the casting call. We loved it, and we saw your response to our talking about what poker players should be played by what actors that we decided to take it a little more seriously. We just spent some time each individually researching actors, looking into we've cast some players. We're going to get into a more thoughtful version of it. Oh, man, you're not going to believe who Grant cast for Jennifer Tilly. Really, it's shocking. It might be upsetting. We're going to talk about it right now in The Breakdown with Grant Denison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> Of course, not one of the people we cast this time. Of course not. Of course not. And of course, can be played by Jennifer Tilly. A hundred percent. Even though last time we did this, you said she can't be played by Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Then you can just cast Patrick Antonius to play Patrick Antonius. Right. Which is, you can't do. No, of course. He's not so, an actor. And I'm, yeah. Okay. I won't attack Jennifer Tilly. That's not fair. Yeah. Let's um, not. How about we get Meg Tilly to play Jennifer Tilly? That's her sister. Sure. Sounds great. Yeah. That's something that keeps us more pure, I feel like. But... I mean, we came up with, a, what, 13 names, a list of 13 names, and we both individually cast these dudes. We just spent the last 15 minutes doing it separately. I actually don't know anyone who Grant cast. He doesn't know anyone who I cast. I have a guess about who we cast for Scott Seaver because as we were doing it, I said, oh, there's an obvious guy for Scott Seaver, and Grant said, of course there is. So Yeah, but we have had this before. Where yes. We're like, it's this thing, and, and we both think we're talking about the same thing, and then later yeah. we talk about it because it's like not in front of other people anymore or whatever it is, and it's like, oh, you were thinking of something completely different than I was thinking of. I actually came up with the second person for Scott Seaver anyway, although I think the first one is exactly right, but we'll see. We'll see if we, we agree. I'm super excited to do this. You were saying at one point, I like doing this more than anything I've ever done in my life. <laughs> was that, <laughs> about five that was hyperbole, ago? but yeah. So, oh, but only a little bit, right? I, I said I care more about this than oh, anything I've ever done. I'm sorry. You're right. You shouldn't have said I my, like it. My more. daughter, my wife, I don't care. It's, it's well, all about not, casting not, poker players. <laughs> it's not that you don't care about your daughter and your wife. You just care about this more. Yes. It yeah, doesn't, that's it all doesn't it diminish the care you have for and them. And it's not, it's not like they're competing with this right. game. How can you compete with a game? You're and, a person. <laughs> And it's and and less and it's less care. Also, <laughs> yeah, of course, it's not a competition because they've already lost. Yeah, really, so is what I we're mean, it's, there was never even really a starting you, gun. It's basically impossible for you to feel for your daughter what you felt in the last fifteen <laughs> minutes casting this list of poker players, right? Uh, in a way, that's true. Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> in a way. That's true. All right. So um, shout out to the Discord community. If you're not part of the Discord community, of the po- you look very confused, Jonathan. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I'm just trying to find my list. But there it is. Okay, okay good. good. Stop looking confused when we're doing a podcast. Just it don't talk me... about it. It's impossible because no I think there's a problem. I'll say something if there's a problem. No, you won't. No, I won't. You try to like fight through it, you yeah. know, rub some dirt on it. I do a lot of that. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes the dirt heals you. <laughs> Sometimes you find magical dirt. It's, yeah. I love it when that happens. Um, Anyway, shout out to the Discord community, which you know is still young, but has been around for what four to six months now, something like that. I say at least uh, six months. Yeah, 
you guys should join our Discord community if you haven't. Even if you don't have Discord and it's like, what? I don't need more social media. It's scary. I don't need more of this stuff. It's really not that hard. Discord is different than other stuff in that you can completely self-contain. It can only be Poker Guys stuff if you want. You can find other Discord servers, but you actually have to be invited. Which you all are. Oh, you know. yeah. There's You're a, all... Anyone can come if you listen to this show. You just have to use the link in the description of this podcast or on our Twitter page um, to, to get access to our Discord server. But there's a lot of, of talk. It really ignited a big talk last time we did the like kind of impromptu casting of poker players. People really enjoyed it. And a, a lot of people had really good things to say. We're trying not to steal from these people, but some of our, our answers may overlap what these people have said. They also may overlap what we said last time when we did it. Oh, yeah, that's true. But um, we're, trying, we're trying not to necessarily copy the things we said. I barely remember any of the things we said anyway, quite frankly. But, um, but yeah, we're trying to, we try to do this as a separate exercise, ultimately, right? Yeah, and if, if you're not listening chronologically or you haven't heard the other episode where we talked about this stuff and you're interested, that came out on the 4th of June. That was called, and I will tell you that in one second... It was called, Did This Guy Make the Perfect Bluff Against Garrett? Mm. Uh, so if you want to check out that other episode that is the lead up to this, then go ahead. Of course, for those of you who don't know this, maybe this is a good time to point out that in the description of this podcast, I always put the time when the analysis starts in the podcast. If you don't want to hear this type of stuff, because we're really like, we've planned a thing ahead of the actual poker we never do this that. time, which we don't do. We usually just shoot the shit but now we've actually planned something. So if you're like, what the hell? This is supposed to be a poker podcast. In every podcast episode, it'll tell you exactly when the analysis starts. You don't have to listen to this if you don't yeah, want to. You're not a hostage yeah. of anything. So let's talk a little bit about this. So there's 13 players we cast. Yes. Right? Here are the players. I'm just going to read them all. Okay. Phil Ivey, Doyle Brunson, Phil Helmuth, Daniel Negreanu, Jason Kuhn, Phil Locke, Antonio Esfandiari, Tom Dwan, Scott Seaver, Kristen Bignell, and Alex Foxen, separately, of course, uh, Michael, no, we're not going to pick one actor to play them both. <laughs> that would be, be a big role. That is asking a lot. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm sure someone could pull it off. Michael Adamo and Stephen Chidwick. So, of course, there were more people. We could have done, uh, done a list of 50. We decided to end it there as sort of like people we talk about a lot or people are distinctive in some way in the poker world. Yeah. I'm sure there's more, and we're not trying to like leave anybody out or anything, but yeah. that's just how it is. Sorry, Darren Elias. You uh, didn't make yeah, the Darren cut, Elias. Bro. Was never going to make it. <laughs> John Berthenall is just sitting there for Darren Elias, too. I know, but I don't think not so. Not today. Oh, come on. You're crazy. But anyway, we're this not is, doing this him. This is the type of stuff we're going to get into. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess we could have done Darren Elias. That would have been great. Was there anyone you found particularly hard to do? Yeah. Me too. Um, Tom Dwan. Oh, really? Oh, Tom Dwan, actually, I felt like I, I kind of got. Michael Adamo. Oh. I struggled with I had to str- I had to do a little bit of a stretch to get to Michael Adamo. And uh, Phil Helmuth, I thought was a little tough, too. Phil Helmuth, I came up. Uh, some of these are like, for me, um, Actors who look a lot like the dude and could probably play him or her, but often are just like the energy is right and maybe the looks aren't perfect and you're gonna have to do some makeup. Work. Right. You know, it depends. I tried not Sometimes to go had to do that. I tried not to go by looks as yeah. long as they could pull it off with enough right. like help. That seems um, fair. It's yeah. a movie. There was one that I went hundred percent by looks and I because it, yeah. it's just like so accurate That's fine. look wise. I wonder if you know who that is. I mean, I have a guess, but is it is it the Scott Seaver one? No. Oh, okay, then I don't not, know who it is. It's not. I also struggled with Chidwick a little bit until I finally like mm. thought of somebody who doesn't immediately come to mind as looking like him, and I'm like, oh, if we put him in that role, that's good. That's gonna work. I did that a lot, which is like this person I think would do a great job as this as this in this role, even though 
yeah, there's like, it isn't perfect, but they do a great job. There was a lot of that for me. So it'll be interesting to talk about these. Um, let's just get into it. Let's get into it. All right. So the first one is Phil Ivey. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first on this one or the next one? We'll go back and forth. You go first. All right. I think there is almost zero chance that you cast the same person as I did for Phil Ivey. Then I'm sure it's zero because I cast a fairly well-known actor. Omar Epps. Omar Epps. Really? Think about it for a second. I'm thinking about yeah. it. Why don't you defend the choice a little bit? I feel like he can really pull off the kind of nonchalant chillness that, that Phil Ivey exhibits. Um, he also has like a similar frame and build, you know? Like, sure. And, and has, I, I think he has a personality in the acting roles that I've seen him in where he could pull off the Phil Ivey personality. I, I screwed up a little bit when I was doing this. Phil Ivey was the first name I did, and so my notes application made that the title. So I did everyone else and didn't really see that I hadn't done Phil Ivey. And then um, as, we started ta- as we started the show, I was like, oh, no, I haven't done Phil Ivey. So I had to sort of quickly find someone as you were talking about okay. Discord and stuff like that. So this is the least thoughtful one for me, I'm sorry to say. But I still think I did fine. I still think okay. I found someone who actually would do a perfectly good Phil Ivey, if not a great Phil well, Ivey. Here's, here's how we're going to continue this game, actually. Let me think about this for a second. Okay. I think we should grade each other's great. without being mean. Oh, no, no, no. No, like, like, do it for real. Yeah, like so. What do, do you straight. what do you give Omar Epps's Flavi out of ten? Okay, let me, let me ask one question because are we yeah. grading like what does five really mean in this case? Like is five, five means like replacement level. Like you just find an actor who looks somewhat like Phil Ivey. Um, so it's like it's like they could get away with it, but it's not inspired. It's not yeah. great, but it's not awful. Like a one is actually like that's like one of the worst choice. A you one can is make. like. Is like you you cast Liam Neeson as Phil. Ivey. <laughs> That's like, fair. Yeah. And a ten would be the best possible. Yeah. Okay. Um, Omar Epps for me is like a five point three. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't. I don't see it. I can't. I can't feel it. I barely seen Omar Epps in things. In fairness, um, I can think of him. He was in This Is Us a little bit. And obviously, I've seen every episode of that. He was in show. House. He was in House for a while. Yeah. I can sort of see it actually now that you say House. All right. I'll bump you up a little bit. What did I give you a five point three. Yeah. I can bump that up to a six just when you say House, and I can picture it a little bit. More. Okay. That's pretty good. All right. My Phil Ivy, Michael B. Jordan. That was the obvious one. Yeah, like, I agree. It's super. Again, I did it like on the fly here. Like I, I googled the actors to try and find someone to throw in here, but it does seem like I could like hundred percent. Like the face seems right. The body shape is pretty close, and I think he could pull it off. I give it a five, honestly. Wow. I find uh, I, I that was the first name that came to mind. You know, like young black actor who can play yeah. Phil Ivey. Uh, he's like the most famous young black actor right now. So obviously, that's the first name that comes to mind. But. I just don't feel like the energy is right. I feel like it's just way off. I think he could probably be fine because he's a good actor, um, but I don't think it's like a good cast as, as from a casting agent hmm. perspective. I, I mean, I disagree. Um, I actually think he could totally nail that energy. Um, are you thinking of him in a particular role when you're saying this? Creed, probably. Hmm. And also Black Panther. Oh, yeah, Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, I forgot he was in that. I'm thinking of... Uh, I don't know. I just think about the, the breadth of work I've seen him do. He was in... Um, what's, a, what's a role where yeah. he's like chill? He was, in, he was the lawyer in the Jamie Foxx uh, movie. It was really good. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not called Conviction, I don't think. I don't That's remember a different called. one. There's like, there were like three of those movies that came out at the same time. Right. They were all really good, actually. Um, I can't remember the name, but that, that role was where he was very serious the whole time and very believable, I thought it was great. And that, that version of him, I think, could play Phil Ivey really, really but well. But he was passionate. He was not as... You, did you see the movie? Yeah, I think I did. Okay. He wasn't, like, intensely passionate, though. He was actually the one who had to, like, take the abuse of other people who were passionate, mostly. Right. I, th- I think my... The reason I'm giving you a five... Okay. And I, think, I think we're 
entering the heart of, of why I wanted it to be not this yeah. guy is because I, I feel Phil Ivey is being actively dispassionate. And I'm not sure if... Oh, interesting. I'm not sure if Michael B. Jordan can pull that oh, off. Okay. Whereas I do think Omar Epps can pull that off. Mm. I, don't, I don't love either of our choices, quite frankly, in that okay. way. All right, well, let's move on to Doyle Brunson. All right. Okay, I'm going first. Yeah, you're time. going first. Okay. Anthony Hopkins is Doyle Brunson. I'm trying to... Think about the energy. I'm trying to take him away from... from the Clarice situation. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. He's played so many more things yeah. than that. Think about it. I mean, he's, he has extraordinary range. He plays the old man. Think about, think about him in, like, in uh, Westworld, as like yeah. the old man in Westworld, for example. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I, I see him as m- not the perfect energy, mm-hmm. um, but it's not a bad cast. I, I struggled with this one. I, I, I did not. I, I, I'll, I'll get to that, though. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to give that a seven. I think oh, it's, that's not I bad. think it's pretty good. Okay. But I think he's a little too, like, non-folksy. He's, like, the opposite of folksy, whereas mm. Doyle is full-on folksy. He definitely can play the, uh, the non-folksy thing very strongly. That is a, He's always is kind true. of, like, based in, like, science, or, like, he's, like, an yeah. elderly disruptor. <laughs> that's fair. That's, yeah. a, that's a really fair critique. All right, who do you got for this Doyle? Is, this is going to get higher than a seven, for sure. It's the same answer I had <laughs> you before. You shouldn't say things like that. Robert Duvall. Oh, no, that's perfect. No, actually, I saw Robert Duvall, and I remember that you had said, yeah. him, like, I can't tick him because it's too easy, it's too obvious, and you already said it. Yeah. So, I, so I intentionally didn't pick him and, and forced myself to take solos. I agree. Robert Duvall feels perfect for it. I give it like a nine, nine and a half even. Yeah. It feels like exactly right. Yeah. Okay, here's a challenging one. Daniel Negreanu, very interesting. Daniel Negreanu, okay. So I have two here. Me too, and I, I'm one of, I don't you go first. I have, it's for if we have a split, scenario where there's a younger version and a current version. Okay, sure. Current version, Edward Norton. Huh. Which I believe somebody did say on the Discord, but I would have said Edward Norton anyway. It's okay. It's okay. The Um, look is right. When young, Tom Holland. Sure. No, actually, I saw Tom Holland and even thought about that too. I'm like, no, Negron is too old for that. Uh, But that's a way to do it. Um, So I'm going to just do it on the Edward Norton one. Um, Norton... Norton can play a lot of things. Doesn't feel like the energy is exactly right in this one either. The look is really good. Are you thinking of Worm too much? I wasn't thinking of Worm. I'm thinking of like People versus Larry Flint. I'm, I like Negrano's got this like really friendly, warm thing going, which I don't think of Norton's having mm, very often. Yeah, he's missing that a little bit. Yeah, um, and also Negrano's a little quirky. And well, well, of course Norton can play quirky. He doesn't necessarily radiate that the way um, my number one guy does anyway. So, like, I'm aware of that. And so that so I'm docking you a little bit because I okay. feel like he misses out on the career. I still think it's a pretty good casting. I'm going to give it a six and a half. Okay. What about Tom Holland when young? Oh, that feels really good. No, I can totally see. Especially Daniel was a little less quirky there. Yeah. And you got the warmth there. I think that's great. I think that's, like, a eight and a half. Cool. Who's right. yours? So I have Sam Rockwell. Yeah, I thought that's what you were saying when you... We're oh. talking about the like more quirky Edward Norton. That's exactly. Great. Like I feel like the energy is pretty good there. Like I think this is gonna sound disparaging. You to love Neg- Sam Rockwell. I do. This is gonna sound disparaging to Negranu. Oh, okay. I think uh Sam Rockwell commands a little bit too much respect it, when he's talking or in a room. Like hmm. it's not exactly the right thing to, the right way to put it. I'm trying to find a better way to put it. It's like Negranu is really actively Seeking to be the charismatic guy, whereas it comes easily to Rockwell. Yeah. You know, I think maybe, maybe Rockwell can play that and, and do a good job. I think it's a good casting. That's pretty good. Um, but I'm going to give it like a six and a half also. That's fair. Okay. Let me give you my other one. This is a stretch, and you clearly need to get the makeup people on this. Okay. Mike Myers. 
Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Think about like when you're talking about he's definitely, like, Mike Myers is definitely too old now. Of course he is. Like you would need to really, like I said, you need the makeup people, but he's got a quirkiness to him and he does not command the room the way Sam Rock yeah, does. Yeah, I agree. Right? I like, agree. That energy is like, well, I was like, oh, and he's like a little funny, but but it's a drier humor. I don't know. I, could, I felt like I could see it. If you could get a de-aging machine. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like it a decent amount, actually. Mm. I don't know. He's a little bit too slapsticky, maybe. But Negrano can be that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I feel like there's a, a Mike Myers type person who's a better cast than Mike Probably. Myers. But I, Probably I, I, right. I see where you're going with it. Yeah. We did spend 15 minutes on these total lists. So it's yeah. about a minute a person, just to give people a sense. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give that a seven. Okay. All right. Jason Kuhn. I really we, struggled We missed with one. Who'd we miss? A big, a big fella. Phil Helmuth. Oh, my God. We went right by. F- you're right. Phil yeah. Helmuth. Okay. So this is your turn to go first. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to do this because this was like... I really, I struggled with a bunch of these. This is another one I really like. I struggled I, with this. I one. came up with this. I changed it to this new guy when I was like, I think this actor could play Phil Helmuth really, yeah. really well. And it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal has that darkness. Well, he can play anyone really well. That's the but thing. but he's got like that loud thing and a darkness thing to him yeah. and like a meanness he no, can have, not. but also sort of buttoned up in a way that Phil Helmuth is too. Where it's like someone could watch him be like, oh, it's not that bad when you're like, it is that bad. Yeah, but imagining like Jake Nightcrawler, Jake Gyllenhaal, and his bit. his range and like every every role he does, he he nails it. He has enough of the look that I think we could we could pull it off there too. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I'm high on that one. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's really good. I'm gonna give that a eight and a half. All right, I really like that. Thank you. I was pretty pl- pretty pleased with myself. Pretty yeah. proud of that one. So um, I was really struggling with Phil Helmuth. Sure. So I googled tall actors. <laughs> but okay. don't worry, I didn't cast Jason Momoa. But uh, so good. I had I had two. They're very different directions. Um, with the first guy, I think you have to really believe in his acting chops for him to pull this off, but I think he can. Okay. Jason Siegel. He's got the height and the look. He never is mean. He's never like has that mean darkness thing. You know, that's the only the rest of it he has, but like even I'm thinking of even he was in a movie recently in, on Netflix called Windfall, where he's kind of the bad guy. He plays the bad guy. Yeah. And he's never really threatening or menacing in he's any too, way. He's too likable. He's a little too likable, a little too sweet, I think, for it. But the look is just right, I think. So I can't give it very much. I'm going to give it a five because of that. Although, if he had the other piece, I would bump it way up. I considered him from Helmuth also. He was part of the thoughts. I'll say that. Here, here's a, a very different answer than, cool. than Jason Zickel. Vince Vaughn. Whoa, that's weird. Okay, again, the look, totally no problem pulling that off. Um, I feel like the, the issue is he would be Vince Vaughn playing Phil Helmuth. You could like yes. he would be Vince Vaughn-y about it. You know? That I agree. He'd probably be a little too funny in ways that we like him for yeah. instead of ways that we don't like him for. Right. But he could be mean. Yes. Yes, he can. He's he's got enough darkness there. That's not bad. I'm gonna give it a little more than Jason Siegel because I think the personality stuff fits a little more. But I am worried about the Vince Vaughn stuff too. I'll go six on that. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks for thanks for my six. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. All right, Jason Kuhn, and I get to go first, right? Yeah. All right. So I actually cast this actor as somebody else in the last one. I don't remember who, oh. and you didn't like it. But I think this is a better cast for this actor. Good. Ben Foster. Oh, that's good. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, he has that thoughtful thing yeah. that Kuhn has, but still also a manly thing. That manly, has. thoughtful, incisive type yeah. of yeah. Yeah, he's not big enough. He'd have to really yeah. hit the weight room, but but you can imagine. But it. I can see it, and also we could just pretend Jason Kuhn isn't that thick, right? And that would work too. That's pretty good. I like that a lot. That's better than mine. Um, my, although you gotta rate it. Oh right. Um, 
I don't know if there is a perfect actor to play Kuhn. I, I really thought about this one and really couldn't find anyone. Um, I'm going to go seven, but I think it's still probably better than mine. Okay. Um, so I did Chris Hemsworth. And... Huh. Yeah. So obviously has the arms for it. Too good looking. I know actors oh. are always good looking, but like... I, I am thinking about I don't him. know if there's a poker player, like... It has to be Patrick Antonius that Chris Hemsworth plays somehow. <laughs> like, That's interesting. That's yeah. fair. He is obviously a very handsome man. Um, he can also play like uh, I don't know if he can play the brain level to the degree that Kuhn is, but he's not that far off. I'm thinking that he was in a movie very recently on Netflix called Spiderhead, where he plays like a um, genius type, and like again, and never, we've never seen him with a shirt off, kind of a thing. They're like not doing a different thing with him, and it works pretty well. Like so, I think it's at least possible. But like I said, I still like Ben Foster better. Okay. I'm what, gonna, do you, what do you give it? I'm going to give it a five. Okay. I think it's fair. All right. Phil Locke. All right. It's your turn. I got three for Phil oh, Locke. Oh, wow. I kept coming up with new guys. All I'm right. like, this one's good. I'm like, so they're all different in their own ways. They all have strengths and weaknesses. All right. <laughs> Here's the first one. This one is probably the most surprising, but I can really see it. All right. Brad Pitt. Huh. Imagine him cutting his hair. Yeah. Him like putting on the glasses and embracing that, like, I'm not going to play a good looking guy here. Yeah. And then he can do that energy. He can do the manic energy for sure. Think 12 monkeys, yeah. among other things. I can see it. I actually like it, yeah. I'm going to give that a seven and a half. Okay, awesome. Um, all right, here's the other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd have to dye his hair, but Steve Carell. No. No? I'm a big no on that. Really? Yeah. Why is that? It just feels completely off to me. Really? Yeah, he's just, he's, he's got a weird frenetic energy like Phil Locke, but it's a completely opposite weird frenetic energy. Hmm. It doesn't feel anywhere close. Well, let's see what you think about this one. I then. give that a four. Finally, a below, one yeah. below five. We, we probably need to give ourselves worse scores, actually. Well, this one, this was a candidate to maybe get worse. So Jim Carrey. No, I think he could pull it off. Yeah, me too. I'm going to give that a six. Okay. So you like Brad Pitt the best? Yes, I do. Okay. I think that's a pretty good answer. I like Brad Pitt a lot there. Yeah. Also, I think he'd love to play that role. My answer is the same as last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Right, right. I feel like Ryan Reynolds is close. The look is pretty good. Um, the energies are a little different. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds also has this thing, which is like, I don't know how to exactly describe it. Like, I'm always, I always like know a little more than you know in his jokes, even like. The joke is always like, I'm a little ahead of the game. Yeah. Phil Locke does make those kinds of jokes, but he does a lot of other kinds of humor too. And the only thing I ever see Ryan Reynolds do is that first type of humor. Yeah. So it's a little one He's note. a little pigeonholed. Yeah. He's, or he's, or that's, what, that's what he is, yeah. maybe. I don't know. I don't know which it is. But, so that hurts him a little bit. Um, I'm going to give him a five for that. Like, I'm not thrilled okay. by that. It's fine. All right. Fine. All right. We're Antonio Esfandiari? Uh, yeah, it's my turn first, right? Yep. All right, I want to premise this by saying there are not any Iranian-born actors that anybody knows. Right. So I'm doing this from the perspective of an American audience who would accept that this is Antonio Esfandiari. Yeah, that's fine. This actor is not from Iran. That's and fine. He's not even from close to Iran. Great. But that, that's no just problem. how it's going to be. No problem. Um, and I, I think you're going to laugh at this answer, but if you think about it, you might like it. Because I think you can pull off the energy. <laughs> okay. Cal Penn. Cal Penn. Yeah. Huh. He feels a little too buttoned up. That's my, my first thought. Cal uh, Penn buttoned up? Yeah. I'm not, thinking, I'm, not thinking of, I'm not thinking of Harold Kumar. I'm thinking of him on House. He was also okay. on House. Yeah. Like, after Harold and Kumar, he played more serious roles. You yeah, know? but he's capable of the... Harold. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, yeah. 
It doesn't feel right to me, though. I got to say, I can't really, like, most of these, like, I can see how they fit in. This doesn't really fit so well for me. I'm not a big fan of this one. I'm going to give it a three. Wow. Yeah. For it's my least hundred. favorite one so far. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, that's going to happen a lot. It must be tough when they're really casting movies in there. Yeah. I guess one person's in charge, so that's how you do it. Do you have any more for him? Or you, no, that, that was it. Right, I, mean, I, I, I considered some other actors, but, like, Riz Ahmed, no, I mean, you can't. I, he's, he's, he's one of my two. Yeah, he's he's not, my second one. It's not good. <laughs> I think it's okay. I think it's okay. My first one's pretty good, I think. Oscar Isaac. Hmm. I don't know if he has the right sense of humor. I don't think he can pull off the sense of humor. Hmm. He's kind of a serious person. I mean, he's been in Coen Brothers movies where... Yeah, but he's... he's like Loy, Llewellyn Davis, for example. That's like... He's not actively funny. The way, not. That, the way that Antonio is. He's not. Which is kind of why I went with Cal Penn. Yeah. Know? That's true. He's not. And by the way, Riz Ahmed also not actively funny. Right. Right. Um, that's true. All right. Give, go ahead and number that. I feel like three for Cal Penn was unfair. And I'm not trying to get into a war of like... Try, of like tr- yeah, try not to take it personally. It's, I just my, yeah. it's my response to I'm gonna it. Give, it didn't work for me. I'm going to give you a five for Oscar Isaac and a four for Riz Ahmed. Okay. Uh, yeah, neither are great. Nobody cares what our numbers are, we've, uh, how we grade each other. Like, it doesn't affect our lives in any way. It's it's part of the, be, it's, I know, it's hard not to be defensive about it's it. It's part of the same. game. It's I part know. of the game. But I feel it a little, too, when you're like, oh, that one hurt. But we have to, like... By the way, we'd love to have you all weigh in and what you yeah. think, how you think we did if you think one of us is way off as far as, like, our grade of the other one. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Tell us on Discord if you think one of us is way more right. Uh, yeah. And, of course, you can also cast these people yourself. We still have six more names to go. All right. Like, we're, we're only midway through. This is good stuff. All right, it's uh, Tom Dwan time, and, and you're up first. Oh, I am. Okay. Adam Driver. I'm afraid I don't like it. Hmm. I like it a lot. <laughs> I had somebody else. I don't remember who, and I was like, oh, Adam Driver's better, and put Adam Driver there. Um, I, there's a lot of guys who could be Tom Dwan really easily. I don't think Adam Driver is even capable of, of not having that deep of a voice. I think that's one problem with it. Okay. You don't see that as a problem? No. I don't think anyone cares what the voices sound like. I mean, Adam Driver has a very distinctive voice, and he sounds like that every time he does yeah. anything. That's true. Um, but I don't know. I think he can do the, um, the smart thing. I think he can do the um, slightly like, I'm here to fuck with your world thing, which Tom does really well. You know, yeah. Tom has. Um, I think he can pull off a brainy thing, too. I guess I already said that. The smart He's got, thing. in a way, too much gravitas. Hmm. Inescapable gravitas of Adam Driver. Maybe that's true. Like, like Tom Dwan is to me. He's like, this is not meant disparagingly, but like, there's like a slithery nature to him almost. A little bit, which which Adam Driver does not possess, and I don't know if he's capable of doing. Oh, I think he does. Didn't you see Marriage Story? Yeah. You didn't think he had a little slitheriness to him there? No, he was a little of a shady person. Yeah, but I don't think he his persona was slithery. Huh. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm gonna give that a four. All right. Uh, I'm not in love with it. All right, who do you got? Timothy Chalamet. It's okay. I struggled with this. Yeah, one. it's only okay. Um, I think we pro- we could have just gone Joseph Gordon-Levitt and gotten away with it really easily. Instead, we like went a little more um, exotic, and I think we probably both failed. Like yours is probably better than mine. Oh, I think so, but that's, but, it, that's but I don't mine. think it's great. Um, is it over a five? No, it's probably a five. It might be a four and a half. It's um. The energy, again, feels wrong. And maybe, maybe his energy is hard to nail. Maybe that's part of it. I feel like JGL could just do it and it'd be fine. You know, like, no, and there's other guys like that. Who? Probably. I mean, I don't really feel like JGL could nail it. Really? Yeah. Oh. 
I mean, one guy who I don't have on here but could nail a lot of these roles is, of course, um, Jared Leto. Yeah, he um, could be all of course, these Of course, Jared Leto could pull off a great Tom Dwan. <laughs> <laughs> he could do like any 100%, of them. 100%, he could, right? He could do any of them. Yeah. Um, he might be a weird, bad person, but he's a great actor. Um, all right. So we're, we're, we're on a bit of a cold streak here. Yeah, we haven't been killing it lately. Let's go to Scott Siever, which we both we, thought we, we like thought hit we home had runs the other on. One. Let's, right. see, let's see if we had the same All guy. Right, so I'm supposed to go first, yeah. right? Seth Rogen. Of course. All right. A million percent Seth Rogen's the guy. So this is a 10. It's a 10 out of 10. I did come up with a second name, but felt Seth Rogen was the obvious casting yeah. choice. But if Seth Rogen's busy, I guess I have to put this guy. Who is it? It's Jonah Hill. It's not as good. Not as good. But it's okay. It's fine. He's a better actor than Seth Rogen. Yes. So that's nice. But, but Seth, Seth Rogen, Rogen is, is like already, is he's already Scott <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's our first 10. Yeah. Um, I think we had one nine somewhere along the way. Robert Duvall is Doyle Brunson. Oh, yeah, was Nine and a half, you said. Right. Um, so, and those are both casting. I don't know if we did Seth Rogen as Scott Siever last time, but we did Seth Rogen as somebody last time. So those are. You did, and I think I disagreed, but I don't yeah, remember who it was. I don't remember who it was either. All right. Next one is you first. Kristen Bicknell. Kristen Bicknell. Okay, I have two names for this. I think they both could pull it off. I like Cersei Ronan, though, for Kristen Bicknell a that? lot. Cersei Ronan is, um, oh, let's see how we can do this easily. Did you see Little Women? Did you see Lady Bird? No, no. You didn't see Lady Bird? No. Okay, well, she was the lead in those movies. <laughs> um, she was in the movie Hannah, but that was a long time ago yeah. now. Oh, it's getting really tough. She, you know, she's famous. Well, I guess I can't grade it. I don't know. I'll, I'll find a picture so I you can see I don't know the actress. It it's fine. Um, you'll be like, oh, her... Can you see? I'm showing Grant a photo. Her. Does that, you know who that is? This chick? Yeah, I sort of know who that is. I'm right, not going to be able to grade it. I'm not going to grade it. Okay. I'll, you I'll, have a second I'll, answer, though, so that's good. I do, but I feel like Saoirse Ronan is the actual answer. The, uh, my other answer is Kristen Stewart. Um, I think Kristen Stewart could totally nail it. I that. think Kristen Stewart's a good answer. I'm going to give that a seven. Okay. Great. I feel pretty confident in my answer, which means you're going to give it a three. Yep. Anne Hathaway. That's pretty good. Um... I'm not going to give it a three. I think I like Kristen Stewart better. I think Bicknell and Stewart, not only do they share the same first name, which is a big plus. Before you grade it, just because you like Kristen Stewart better doesn't mean that Hathaway is less than a seven, because seven was my grade of yours. So this is independent of that. That's a fair point. Um, The thing about Hathaway is I feel like she does a little... She's got like a little bit of a drag to her. I'm thinking of the We Crash show specifically. But she was playing a role. Of course she was. Of course she was. She's different. But I, she but doesn't I, have a dragon interstellar. Yeah, she does a little bit. I, I'm going to disagree. Remember when she like says, because I love this guy, we should go to this planet instead of this other planet. Nothing else matters and throw all the science away. It's the same kind of energy with that, too. I don't know, man. I feel like, okay. I feel like, she, I feel like she carries that with her in, in most roles. Um, even something like Devil Wears Prada. I feel like she, she's got a little bit of that. What about The Intern with Robert De Niro? I did not see The Intern, I will admit. I haven't seen that many Anne Hathaway movies, so... You know, and I like and I, Devil Wears Prada. By the way, is fucking great. So is Interstellar. Um, so is We Crashed. Um, but I do have to dock her for that. Besides that, she would do great for sure. I'm gonna give her a six. All right. I think above average. Kristen Stewart and Anne Hathaway are both good answers. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the the thing that they both pull off pretty well is like the kind of proper posture type of person that Kristen Bicknell is. Yeah. Like I think they can both pull that off. I agree. And I don't think six is fair because of that, but that's fine. Well, it's my, it's my six. I it's feel like you're being a dick. I'm not doing it We're always going to get here, and now we're here. Yeah. You're being a dick. You're rating me low on purpose. We didn't have to do this. You know, we didn't have to add numbers. We, we could did. have just our things we and did react. Have, we did have to well, add numbers. Then there's going to be some conflict. All right, let's go to the 
the right. husband of Kristen Bicknell. Let me say this. So the last three people are Fox and Adama and Chidwick. I struggled with all three of them in different ways. I felt they were not easy casts, any of them, personally. Um, for Foxen, I did Tom Hardy. Yeah, I don't like that. No? Why not? You're just going by build? Not just build. I mean, you don't think Tom Hardy could play that? Think about him in he play anything. Revenant. Yeah. Like, yeah, actually, you know, I'll give it a six. Okay. I'll be fair. No, I, I went purely by look. Okay. 100% by look That's for fine. Foxen. Ellen Richson, who is the lead. I, in, actually, th- I actually thought about him and decided Reacher not TV. to use him. I actually 100% thought about him for him and Jason Kuhn, actually, because of the arms. Um, he looks like look exactly is, like Alex Fox. The look is amazing, and I don't know if he can act or not. I've never seen him he, in anything. He cannot act for shit. You the don't Jack like, Reacher show. You don't like him, but a lot yeah, of people like that yeah. show. I haven't seen it. Um, I'm going to give it an eight because I don't know if he can pull it off. But I assume I assume he probably can pull it off. It, he, the look is perfect. I think he can look angry at a poker table, which is mostly what uh, Alex Fox. Yeah, does. you just got to just grunt a few things yeah. at people, and you're you're good, right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for my eight. You're welcome. Yeah, okay. So I struggled a lot with Adamo. This might sure. be my, my least confident one. Mine is both Adamo and Garfield. Uh, sorry, Adamo and Chidwick are a bit of a stretch for so me. So I know. Yeah, I, okay. I picked Mike, Andrew Garfield for Michael Adamo, and I figured you'd have to dress him up a particular way, but he's got that weird Andrew Garfield energy, which maybe he could pull off. I could see him maybe pulling it off. Yeah. I actually, like, I struggled a lot with Adamo. Oh, I got to grade it. Andrew Garfield for Adamo. Six and a half. Okay. Six and a half. Not bad. Um, so this... This person at first seems really bad for Adamo, but I thought about it more. I was like, I think he could really pull it off. Thomas Middletitch. Oh, that's weird. That's such a weird one. The look with the chin yeah. is correct. Yeah. He could do that. I would always be concerned that it may feel like he was being funny in the role, even if he was trying to do it right, that it would feel like he was doing a joke yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I don't know if he has like any of the acting chops to really. Put. I know I've seen him in other things besides just Silicon Valley, but it's hard to take that guy very seriously. I agree. So it's a little bit tougher. I'm going to give that a five and a half. Okay, above replacement. Above replacement because the look is good and maybe he can pull it off. He's an incredible improviser. Not that that would help him here, but boy, he's good at that. And I wouldn't have known that about him. And then I found out. So maybe he's got more skills too. All right. Sadly, Last one. Sadly, our game is coming to an end. Maybe we'll do another round sometime. Maybe more, we will. Yeah. If if we get more responses. Yeah. All right, Stephen Chidwick. You first. My, mine first? Okay. This one I struggled a lot with. I'll tell you the path I went down. Okay. Um, I started with Moby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then I bailed on that, obviously, immediately. Uh, Moby. I went to Mark Strong. Interesting. Not bad. Not yeah, bad. That was, but then I decided this person is going to pull it off. This person is the one that can pull off a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I think can really pull off Chidwick. Good. Christian Bale. He can definitely pull off Chidwick. There's no question about it. Um, actually, I just saw the Thor movie last night where he is has a shaved head the entire yeah. time too. So I can really that helps like, probably. It does. It does. But I can see him right in there. He can totally pull it off. He's he can pull off the energy. That's a fabulous casting. That's a nine and a half. Thank you. That's a great casting choice. Thank you. Um, all right. Here's my Chidwick. This guy has hair, so he has to shave it, but he'll he'll do it for the role. He cares. Michael Shannon. Hmm. A little old. A little old. But Chidwick kind of looks old. Not really. He just looks grizzled. <laughs> it's yeah, different. Okay. All right. That's true. He looks world-weary. Yeah. I'm going to give that a five. Oof. Sorry. I was pretty happy with that. But okay. All right. That's the way well, it goes. What would you have given Mark Strong had I picked him? I would have given him less. I probably would have given him like a six and a half. Yeah, I was thinking a six for Mark Strong, something like that. The look is great. The energy is okay. The energy is... He's a little bit too like intense. Maybe Mark Strong. 
it's hard to take that guy completely seriously, no matter what he's doing, too, in certain ways. In, in, like, what I don't know, I don't know that I always believe Mark Strong. Yeah. Which is not great right. for any actor. He's clearly not as good of an actor as Christian Bale. Of course not. Right. Or Michael Shannon. So all of our best, <laughs> except for Robert Duvall, all of our highest numbered castings were like excellent actors, which is not a surprise, right? I mean, except for, of course, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yeah. Which was a, just a straight 10. That's the yeah. highest rated yeah, because yeah. it's so straightforward. Because it's just, he is Scott Seaver. I mean, oh my God, is he Scott Seaver. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. We've done it. Wow. So if you have any thoughts on that of any type, like if you think our ratings of each other are totally wrong, if you have a different casting, go on Discord and let us know what you think because that's fun stuff. We are, I think we have broken the record for longest opening before we get to the hand in history. Which is? We're about to hit 36 minutes. Oh, yeah. This is longer even than we did the advice one for wow. uh, the, the, the player who felt bad yeah. winning. Yep. So congratulations, congratulations to us and to the audience or those who skipped to this point. Good job. You missed all the stuff, and we're going to get to the You're not now. even going to hear this part, actually. Oh. You made it, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to timestamp it after this. Okay. So I want to say to everybody who skipped yeah. up until this point to go fuck yourselves, because wow. they're not going to hear it anyway. Right. And <laughs> if you're the type of person who skips all the good stuff, I'm afraid there's not a spot in heaven for you. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, if somehow you did accidentally get to this point, we're really glad that you listen anyway, and we want you to listen. Yeah. Even if you don't... We, we, we're glad for you to listen for 10 seconds, because it counts. You know, Every listen counts for yeah. us. So we but do appreciate it. But I don't respect you. All right, so... Right, no, Grant hates you. And I, you know, you could be better. <laughs> I'll just say that. All right, so let's get to this actual hand. Okay. We have more to talk about, actually, before we get to the hand, because of the suggester. Oh. Uh, suggested on Discord. This is their first suggestion. Yeah. And it's Big Fish Theory. So we got to talk about what that is, obviously. <laughs> what is Big Fish Theory? Um, well, it could be a few things, right? It could be Big Fish Theory, so it's about like big fish, or it could be a big fish theory. Ah, so like, but not, not, it's not like normal fish theory. It's a big fish. Are theory. any are any theories truly bigger than any other theories? I think there are. A theory is or isn't. See, that's being very uh, categorical, and I think we can be dimensional about this, bro. Why? How, no, I think that's totally wrong. Really? Yeah. So I could well, theorize name something that is. I could theorize that. Um, I'm going to do it right all now. Right. I'm going to try. I could theorize that. Uh, you know you didn't buy gum today because X, Y, or Z. Or I could theorize that the world is flat. And I would argue that the world is flat is a bigger theory than why you did or didn't get gum. I disagree. Obviously, you disagree. You're making the case for it to be categorical. It's, it either is a theory or it isn't. They both yeah. are theories. It's not about the... Uh, sure, but they could, it could be a theory, and then there could still be dimensions within once it's a theory or not. And how do you determine the dimensions? By, you know essentially the amount of people or relevance it would have. I would say Earth being flat, clearly huge theory in that it affects people all over the world, both if it were true or not would affect it, and also just the amount of people who might believe it or not, very much so, as opposed to whether you got gum or not or why you did or didn't get gum. Nobody cares about and doesn't affect anything. I'd say one is a big theory and one's a small theory. Mm. I can at least, you got to at least that, say that's plausible. You may not agree with it, but it's plausible. Okay, it's reasonable. I think... I agree with what you're saying, Thank you. but I don't think that's what you initially said. You were saying oh. there was a dimensionality to how much of a theory a thing is, which is not true. Isn't that what I just said now? How is the, that different? No, how much of a theory, not how intensive a I theory. I feel like you're just really caught up no, in you're semantics. Talking, you're talking about theory intensity now, whereas mm -hmm. before you were talking about theory existence, right? So When did I say that? What did I say that led you to believe theory I existence? I can't exactly remember. Yeah, yeah once again. I think if you rewind the tape... I think please I'll, rewind the I'll, tape. I'll be right. Which you're always wrong when we rewind the tape. I think it's actually been. All, I'm betting a thousand on that. You're at least you're you're doing okay. Yes, yeah. I'm not <laughs> sure how well, but you're doing all right. Yeah, but rewind the tape. Anyway, that doesn't matter. 
Um, let's get back to what Please. Big, Big Fish oh. Theory is. Oh, we're get you were AM, saying it, it could have been a couple things. So what do you think Big Fish Theory is? I think it's about fish being big, specifically why they're big. It's a theory about that. So like of the fish that are big. No, no, you're getting it wrong. Just already. all fish are big. Fish are bigger than they should be. And why is that? Ah, okay. Even small fish like, to us right now. What we consider to be a small fish is actually bigger than like based be. on some some scientific method that's been performed in the past. They're like, why are fish ten times the size of what they're supposed exactly. to be based on the numbers that exactly. I have? Exactly. Are these fossils like look at this fossil compared to this fish? So what is happening so the, here? It's the theory behind why we have the ten x fish. Yeah. Okay. That's big fish theory. What right. do you think it is? Uh, it's similar to flat Earth theory. It's just we live on a big giant fish. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I had yeah. not thought about that. All yeah. right. It's been 40 minutes. Please, God, let's start the hand. You can skip whenever you want. I, But, but I want to start the hand. We live in the digital age. I want to start the hand. We will start the hand. Okay. If you want to suggest a hand, do it like Big Fish Theory. Have an interesting name, too, because that's fun. Um, on Discord. Again, the link is in the description. Yeah. We'll see you there. Okay. So something of note in this hand. This is different than any hand we've ever done before. It's basically a sit-and-go with a good structure, because for some reason, Party Poker decided to run a series in Europe at the same time as the world series of poker. Yeah. And that did not go well is for this event, this 10,000 pound or Euro buy-in event drew 10 players. Yeah. It's like the alpha eight days where sometimes they would get like right. very, very, but those were 100 K buy-ins. You know, this is, yes, a, this is only a 10,300 Euro buy-in. That's a great point. Right. So it seems like they definitely messed that up, but, um, so it, it doesn't change anything about the play. Here's what I'll say. They did they, their main event, which was a, th- 3,300 euro buy-in um, did get 450 entries. So it was like a real, huh. a real thing happened. So they just, they just, they already had people there basically like, all right, we'll run a high roller. Like there's no downside to them. It's doing kind it. of odd that they only got 10 entries. So there must be some other factor. I mean, my guess is like, there's not many, like a few people sign up right away and everyone's like, well, why would I want to join that? Like I've done that before with like quote high rollers in tournaments, like 2K buy-ins or yeah. 5K buy-ins where I like, look, I'm like, that is not a field that's, there's no easy spots in that field. Why would I play this when I could play a million other things? Yeah. Uh, my guess is, but if a few whales signed up, maybe then you'd get a lot more people. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe there's just only 10 people who even want to It's definitely play. the smallest 10K we've ever done commentary yes. on. But um, at this point, we're heads up between Steve O'Dwyer and Teon Mulder. We know those guys. Yeah. Steve O'Dwyer's very impressive resume. Uh, I have actually no idea on his Hendon. Do you want to play the Hendon game? Sure. What do you think Steve O'Dwyer's Hendon is? <laughs> I'm going to guess 16 million. 31 and a half. I was going to guess 30 wow. before I looked. Yeah. And he doesn't million. even really play that many high rollers, right? Like a lot of these are from smaller buy-in events. Oh, that's interesting. I feel like he plays a lot of like 25Ks and stuff. I'm looking now through his uh, but most most of the players, Most of the players who have 30 plus million are, are playing a lot of that is true. high roller events. I will say as I'm looking through, there's a $250,000. He played the super high roller bowl there um, in uh, 2019 and got six for 765K. And he, and he plays a bunch of 50Ks um, and, and a few hundred Ks, but it isn't the only thing. And a bunch of 25s, too. He also plays a lot of these things. Like, boy, his Hendon is just full of 25 and 50K buy-ins. So that's pretty good. Anyway, Steve Dwyer, very good player. Of course. He's the type of player that, like, he's got that look, and you know he's really good. Like, bluffing him would be terrifying if he's just staring at you for a <laughs> while. You know, he's got that kind of stare that can just, like, break you if you're bluffing. Uh, and Tan Mulder, we've done at least two breakdowns of before. Probably more. Jonathan always calls him the guy with the hair. Yeah. He's got hair. He has hair, so I call him that. Is that... Oh, it's so weird, Grant. All right, let's get to the hand. Okay. So we're heads up, and because there were only 10 players, only two players got paid. So, these, hey, they burst the bubble, and now they're heads up for the money. But it's, it's like... 
still a, a really big difference as far as um, percentage between second and first. Second is like 29K and first is 67K. Yep. So it's a pretty big difference here. Sure. I mean, it sort of makes sense, right? There's only 10 players. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So I, I imagine there was no deal made. These guys probably no. wouldn't want to make a deal for that amount Why? of money knowing Why? who they are. Uh, all right. So the blinds are 50 and 100,000. O'Dwyer's got 5.2 million. Uh, Mulder's the effective stack with 4.5 million. So okay. 45 blinds effective. O'Dwyer is going to limp the button slash small blind with queen 10 off. What do you think about that at this stack depth? I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine to raise too, but I have no problem with limping on the button with a reasonable hand. Yeah, I agree. Tan Mulder's in the big blind with ace of hearts, four of clubs. He checks. Yeah. What do you think? I think that's fine too. Um, I, my guess is if O'Dwyer's limping this, and he's probably limping a lot of hands, including really good hands sometimes, um, sometimes worse hands. Like we're, if we raise, we're going to get it jammed down our throat sometimes yeah. for sure. Um, we're going to be out of position. If we get called, we're out of position against a good player where the hand that almost never flops super well. Yeah, it's not a comfortable hand. I like checking back here where also it doesn't, when an ace comes, O'Dwyer may decide, O'Dwyer probably has more aces than we do in general. So when an ace comes, he's probably going to rep it and we can just call down and yeah. make a lot of money. And I like checking here with this bad hand. Yeah. We're not even suited. Yeah, I agree. I, I prefer checking to, to 45 to lines raising. effective. Yeah. I mean, unless we have just like a really obvious opponent, which we don't. Of course, do. right? Yeah. If we have a huge edge on our opponent, we may decide raising is just a great idea depending on our opponent. But like, this is not the case. No. Uh, so the pot is 300,000 heading to the flop because I guess they still have 100K big blind Annie here. Um, mm. The flop is king of hearts, 10 of diamonds, eight of clubs. O'Dwyer with queen tennis, flop middle pair. Mulder flops nothing. I mean, he has backdoor Broadway draw, but he doesn't even have a backdoor heart draw or yeah. club draw or anything. Not super great. Uh, so Mulder's going to check. Is there any reason you might lead this board as Boulder in this spot? I don't think so. I can't think of any. Is there any reason you might check back as O'Dwyer? <sighs> not really. We have a good 10, not just a 10. Like, we're almost always ahead when yeah. he checks on a limped pot anyway. And, you know, sure, we don't want to get raised. But, like, can we worry about that later? Like, we should either be, we should be trying to get value here from 8s and worse 10s and draws, right? Yeah, I think the reason to, to check would be if Mulder were bluffy and we think like he's just mm -hmm. going to fold his misses if we bet, but he's going to stab twice if we check. The thing is like, even if that's true, and I still, I agree with you, if he's really bluffy, we should definitely be checking. But like, since we're beating all the 10s, like he doesn't have a better 10. Like he doesn't have ace 10. Not usually. Almost, almost never. It's possible, but unlikely. Very, it's so unlikely, it shouldn't be a, a worry, I don't yeah. think. But like every other 10 is worse and all the eights, like all those things are going to call. Yeah. That's pretty good. And there's a lot of straight draws out there. So he'd have to be very bluffy, I think, for us to consider checking back. Not even, like, somewhat bluffy. And we're going to have to call if we get raised, right, because of how many straight draws there are? Uh, yeah, at least once. Yeah, I mean, we do, we, block, also, we do block some of them, but still. We also have a lot of good turn cards for us with the queen in there, too, making straight draws and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, Odoar does bet he goes the minimum, 100K. Yep. Um, any issue with the sizing? Nope. Oh. I mean, usually there's going to be a lot of folds here. Yeah. There's no reason to bet more. By the way, Danny Sprung is going to do solver work on this, and we're going to check that out at the end. Cool. Forgot to mention that. Um, what do you do with Tan Mulder? Just throw it away, right? I mostly just want to fold. Like, like There's not really any prospects here. Like I said, it's, we have ace-4 off on a king-10-8 rainbow board. What are we hoping is going to happen if we continue? I mean, I think what we're hoping is that, first of all, O'Dwyer is limping the button a lot and stabbing when we check like most of the time and then shutting down a lot after we call once. Otherwise, I can't think of any reason to call here. I mean, I'd rather have five, six of clubs and call. I think that's a better hand to call hmm. with than this hand. We're not going to realize our showdown value if we're ahead almost ever. 
I mean, sometimes we are, but not very often. And by the way, even doing so, the pot won't be very big anyway. Yeah. I just don't know. I, I'm pretty inclined to just throw this away because we don't have anything else working with this. Even if we had Ace-9. Like, Ace-9 feels so much better. We can oh, hit yeah. a 9. We can turn open-ended. We can turn, we can turn a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But Ace-4, it just feels like, bleh. Mm. We could be losing to better Aces here. Yeah, I mean, there's no real reason to raise. There's nothing that tells us it's a no. good spot to raise. I think folding is just the way to go here. I agree. But Mulder calls, okay. which I don't like. Do you agree that 5-6 of clubs is like you'd rather have 5-6 of clubs? To call with? Yeah. No. Out of position, 5-6 of clubs? I don't think so. Like, it's pretty You pretty can make runner, runner, flush, or straight. Yeah. But I'd be more inclined to raise than call with a hand like that. Okay. Like, I, I feel like we need to have some fold equity, too. Just calling with 6 high. And sure, runner, runner. Those things do not come in very I'm not often. saying it's great, but I'm asking... Would you rather have right. Mulder's say, hand or five six? I think I'd rather have Ace High. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll we'll play a million hands against each other where I play my way and you play your way, and I'll have all your money at the end. Does It'll take a million hands to do that? We're going to play really low stakes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And we're capping the bets. Um, all right. So <laughs> Mulder does call with Ace High. Okay. I wonder what the solver is going to say about that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Me too. I mean, he's getting a good price. He's getting four to one. Let's assume O'Dwyer is... Limping every button and betting every flop that we check like 100% of the time. If that were the case, calling with this hand is not I crazy. guess from a solver's perspective, it's fine because then we can fold the turn. Yeah. Because it become, but it's one blind. But I in, mean, it's okay. it can't be that bad to call. It's one blind. Right? I agree. In practice, it just doesn't feel like we're ever going to reach showdown if we don't improve and win. Yeah. Like, we're, we're just like... I, I understand that. O'Dwyer isn't always going to be super bluffy, though. You know what I mean? He will be sometimes. He's going to give up a lot. On, yeah, on he'll give up some. Like, That's if true. we call here, it's a dry enough board. I mean, sure, there are straight draws, but it's a dry enough board that he may just shut down with his, like, total air balls, and then we just get to win. Yeah. That could happen. He's not always going to fire. Yeah. So, so it's okay, and it's one blind. I mean, it really is. We're getting four to one. It's one blind. I, I think I would just fold two, to be clear. Well, I think just, I agree with you. It's just that. one kid that I didn't save. Yeah. Yeah. There's one kid. What about all the ones you did save? There's four you did save. Yeah. So one died. Yes. Well, maybe they didn't die. Maybe they just were unsaved. Right. And what happened to them after that is not my business. It's not my business. <laughs> they fell into a cement mixer, and I don't know what happened. Yeah, maybe they're fine. I've seen movies where people survive that. <laughs> anyway, Mulder does call. Yeah. Pot's going to be half a mil. Okay. Half a mil, which is, you know, a cool thing to say. Also cool to say is nitro betting. Oh, People say it all the time. It was cool when you said yeah, it. Yeah, I'm wearing my old nitrogen sports shirt today. You are. And I, I went to the grocery store today, and somebody asked me about it. Really? Yeah, so I got to talk about it. And them. did you get to say, it's actually nitro betting now? Did you say that? I did, actually. Good job, because it's not nitrogen sports anymore. It is not. as nitro betting, and that's important for you who you're still thinking, I'm on nitrogen sports. Well, shut up, idiot. Get on nitro betting. That's where they're at now, okay? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to use the new link in the new description for all the new stuff. Don't be a fool. <laughs> I like what you did there. They have, of course, all the cool extra stuff you get from being a poker guy's signee by clicking the link and signing That's a and cool thing up. to put on your resume. I'm a poker guy's signee. signee. I know. I love it. You're applying for a job in finance? <laughs> poker guy's signee. It's and like, they'll, be like, very they'll be like, what is that? And you'll be like, if you don't know, are you sure you should be in it's finance? Like, maybe, maybe I need to ask you some questions about this job. Yeah. So you're asking me some questions about this job. Yeah, yeah. I feel a little bit uncomfortable right Just now. Flip it on him a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah that's it's how good. you do it. It's called it's a power move. It's super sweet. They do it really successfully in um, Step Brothers, Will, Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley when they're interviewing. Yeah. They start asking questions. Anyway, um, yeah, there's casino games, there's sports betting. Of course, there's poker, and it's pretty great. 
we have a monthly tournament. Yeah, you got to get in there. You got to use the link to get in our monthly tournament and get other Poker Guys promotions. Yep. Uh, which include, you know, March Madness for free, where you can actually win money, and, you know, NFL stuff for free, where you can actually win money. All the fun stuff for free. So fun. Enjoyable. So, so fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's it. You said, um, yeah. You're just going, um, yeah. I moved on with my Um, yeah, is a really good podcasting. Um, yeah. Like that. You're you're the podcast, one of the podcast hosts, right? You're not like a person who's being interviewed for the first time on a podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what are you saying now? Oh, don't worry about it. This is because... I was just clarifying. This is because... This is because we gave a three to Kelpen. I gave... Uh, Exactly. Exactly. That was... And for those of you who skipped to this point, you'll have no idea what that's also, about. Omar Epson, Kyle Penn. You're just like, I'm going to take doctors who are on house for 500, Alex. I didn't even remember that Kyle Penn was on house. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't cast, anyway. I didn't cast Olivia Wilde anywhere. Oh, she was on house too later. Yeah. God, they had a lot of actors go through that show. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. There's 500,000 chips in the pot. Okay. Teon Mulder has ace four off. Steve O'Dwyer has queen 10 off. The board is king of hearts, ten of diamonds, eight of clubs. The turn is the eight of diamonds. Yep. So it pairs the eight. Yep. Mulder is going to go ahead and lead out. Yeah. So I guess this is the classic, like, I have more eights than you thing, although I don't think that's true in this scenario. I think they have probably about the same amount of eights, right? I think you're probably right. It's possible O'Dwyer checks back his, his eights more than, like, tens and kings, though. Um, Maybe. Because, you know, you can get called by less stuff you want to get called by. Yeah. Um, but Mulder, of course, has... A lot of eights. I would say comparatively has more eights, probably. But not a lot more eights, even if what I said is true. Still not very much. I want Man. you to pontificate on his sizing, because he yeah. bets 100K into 500K. That is the minimum bet out of flow. It really is. It's a weird sizing, man. Um, you would think this card specifically would get a lot of check-check action, too, which is what we're looking for, I thought, with our ace high. We're trying to just get to showdown as cheaply as possible. I guess this is him trying to do that by betting 100K. Of course, if we get called... What are we hoping to get called by, bro? Right, Straight draws only? Here's an outlandish theory okay. that I have about Tan Mulder's intentions here. Um, I think this is partially a value bet. He, he thinks that the, the board is paralyzing enough that he's not going to get raised too often right. when the eight pairs. He's right. Um, so that's good. So now when you bet the minimum, you can actually get called by all of the gut shots and open-enders. And yes. I don't think they can raise very very often when the eight pairs. Also, it's so cheap to do so. It's really tempting to just put one blind in rather than open yourself up to all sorts of crazy stuff. So I think that's true. So in this way, he gets to get to the river for 100K against the gut shots and open-enders, which he's actually beating right now. And he doesn't have to be in the uncomfortable position of calling like a 400K bet if, if Woodwire decided to right. do something like that. Right. That's true. So maybe that's the whole thing. I guess so. You think you got anything else? No. No, I got nothing else. I'm, I'm reasonably reasonably proud of that theory. Mm-hmm. I think that might be I mean, what's I, going I, on. just before you said that theory, I said charge the straight draws. Yeah. So fair. Fair. Kind of was on that too. But it's value bet. I call it a value bet. Oh, you're bet. right. You and did. I added I like char- I added I the why. You know, and I, I talked about the paralyzing board. Yep. That's I des- true too. I deserve a gold star here. No, you you did a better job. Thank you. But I mean three, so, out, of, three out of ten. <laughs> Not even above replacement nope. level? Nope, sorry. <laughs> okay. All right, so Steve O'Dwyer now, like, as we talked about, the board is paralyzing. Can you ever raise with Queen-10 here? It doesn't make any sense to raise with Queen-10. There's no sense of in folding. We know Mulder leads a lot on this kind of a card. We know that. We'd right? expect that, yeah, yeah, from a top So player. he's going to lead all his draws. He's going to lead his kings. He's going to lead his 10s. We're beating. Actually, we're chopping now with all his 10s. But it's one blind. Of course, we're not folding for one blind here. And we can't raise. 
Raising doesn't make any sense. We can only call it. It's super cheap. We have position. It's fine. All right. That's what Stevie does. Okay. He's probably the type of guy who gets really mad if people call him Stevie. I feel like he would not like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. E. Whoa. That was Jonathan. Don't come after me. I just said E. I didn't call him anything. You you know what you did. Pretending you didn't know what you did is like the worst. I didn't pretend anything. Whatever you're doing right now is the worst. I don't like it. And neither does Steve. Neither does Cal Penn. So uh, Cal Penn doesn't like you. That's for sure. He's like, you know, I would crush the Espanyari I'm not a huge fan of Cal Penn's acting. Wow. You're just doubling down. This is why I gave it a three. It's like, I, I don't think he's that good anyway. So. Well, you gave me an eight on Alan Richardson, who's a terrible actor. I've never seen him act, though. I said that. I said, I don't, I've never seen him act, but he's, the look is right, so I gave it to you based on the look only. I was very clear about that. All right, fine. Anyway, O'Dwyer calls. Okay. 700K in the pot. It's about to get nuts up in here, too, so don't worry. It's do, really going to get... Do not gonna... concern yourself with trivial matters. It will get nuts. Yeah. Exactly. Five of hearts on the river. Okay. Very hard for that to change anything at this point. Yes. It's a... King of hearts, 10 of diamonds, eight of clubs, eight of diamonds, five of hearts board, ace four off for Mulder, queen 10 off for O'Dwyer. Mm-hmm. What is your thought process as Mulder now that we're here on the river? Okay, well, that five does not complete any of the draws. Mm-mm. So we're beating the straight draws. Yes. Um, my thought process would be if I were to bet, I would fold out the straight draws and I would get called by all the pairs and I'm losing all the pairs and I'm beating all the straight draws. So betting doesn't make any sense to me. So I would check. Hope it goes check, check with Steve O'Dwyer basically giving up. Yeah. Um, if he bets, I can decide if I want a hero call. I think yep. that's how I would play it. That's okay. my thought. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's probably right. And I think uh, at this point, it's better to have ace four than ace nine because you unblock the straight draws. That's so right. So I think you check fold ace nine and you check call ace four. Yeah, I think that's totally fine. It, the pot is relatively small, right? There's 700K in there. But if, if O'Dwyer bets 450K, that's still only four and a half lines. We can really make that call and it does not affect our tournament so much, right? Yeah. So like we still have a big effective stack. We still got almost 40 blinds. It's fine. Yeah, I like this. I like this uh, check call unless, unless O'Dwyer bets like 130%. Yeah, then we can, decide, we can decide to fold. And also we can, deci- we can decide to fold for other reasons too. But like in general, I think check call feels like the way we should play this. Yep. But Mulder decides to like... Open up the open up the brownies from the oven and, and add some curry to them. You know, he's like, yeah. I'm not gonna do the normal thing. I'm gonna put right. curry on the brownies. Right. Um, he bets hundred k. It's so weird. another min bet into seven hundred k with a bad ace high. It's so weird. First question: Do you think he has a chance of getting called by worse? That's what I was just asking. Is myself. Queen Jack gonna be like? I guess I just gotta like for I mean, getting eight to one. I Queen have... Jack blocks all the hands that you can beat. Yeah, that's a problem. So no, I do not believe. Queen Jack will call here. Queen Jack might raise here, I guess, but it certainly can't call. Okay. So if we're trying to get called by a worse hand, I don't see how it's possible. All right. So this cannot be a value bet in my mind. So what better hand are we trying to get to fold? Okay. Now we're talking. Well, Steve O'Dwyer's hand is basically, I guess Steve O'Dwyer could have like baby pairs, which could call anyway, though. If he has pocket fours for 100K. Just throw the just throw the hundred k. You're in getting there. you're giving him eight to one. Every pair, every better hand's calling. I think. Yeah. Okay. Maybe some worse ace highs are folding that call the turn and decide to fold the. So river. we fold out chops, few it, chops. Yeah, it looks it does look very valuable when we bet hundred k again. It looks yeah. like we have something real. Like ace high shouldn't be good here, mm-hmm. but that's still like we we block ace high. He doesn't have to have ace high at all. Like that's a small part of his range. I don't I don't think we can make that a big thing here. I'm not a fan of this bet unless we're trying to do something else entirely, which 
is possible based on how this hand ends up playing. Yeah, definitely might be. It might be trying to get the click or response so that we can pounce on that. So we can click or right back at yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So as Steve O'Dwyer, can we let this be? Can we let 100K go in when we have one of the best 10s? Like, well, we're chopping with all the other 10s. It's right, not one of the best 10s That's anymore. a good point. So actually, we except for a 5, Ooh, we have effectively a, bottom pair here. I hadn't really considered that. That's I, a good point. I think we should just call and win the pot sometimes and lose the pot sometimes, and who cares? It's 100K. That's my, that's my first thought. I don't know why we do anything else. Dwyer's going to raise. Yeah, of course he is. To 500K. I don't think this, this is, is value. It has to be value. What's supposed to call him? Okay, so he's trying to fold Mulder off a chop. He's trying to fold. He's trying to get called by what's worse than a ten? That's going to call a five. Maybe Steve Odwyer didn't five? realize he's chopping with all of the other. <laughs> that is unlikely. Yeah, it is pretty unlikely. I don't think we can assume that. I I feel like this has to be a bluff, either to get him off a chop or to um or to fold out a king sometimes because I don't know what else this is doing. Obviously, an eight isn't folding. A king probably isn't folding either. Quite frankly, I don't know why we're doing this. I'm very confused. This is one of those times, like, you remember, of course you remember, like, five years ago, we did that hand um, with, who was the player? Why am I blanking on who the player was? Where we were, like, clear that there was a value bet when, or a bluff when really it was a value bet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was, I can picture him. He's the English guy, Sam uh, Trickett. Sam Sam Trickett, that's right. I don't even remember which side of it we were on, but we were so sure it was one of the We other. were sure it was a value bet, and Trick was like, no, that was a bluff. Yeah. And, we and were like, like the, all the super high end, like, nosebleed players all laughed at us for saying it was, uh, it was value because it had to be a bluff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. After he says it, it's really easy to get on that yeah. side, guys. Like, whatever. Anyway, anyway, I feel like this is one of those spots for us where O'Dwyer raises, and you're like, so clear that it's a bluff. I'm not so sure. But like, again, let me just ask you, to get value out of what? This is the same. This is what I'm saying. This is the same spot. Whereas, like, I think we had similar logic in that other hand with Trickett. I understand, but it's five years later. We're more sophisticated than we used to be. Yeah. I would argue. Do okay. Let me ask you this. Let's start here. Do you think Tan Mulder will consider a call with Ace Four? Yes. You do. I think he will consider it when he bets 100k on the river because he got raised. Yeah. He um, may have been trying to engineer the spot, and yeah, and he unblocks all the straight draws. So he's like, "This is a perfect hand to bet call because I unblock the straight draws. It's better than having Queen Ten myself." Right. Okay. We happen to know that it's not the case, of course. Right. So yeah, because and we already sort of gave away that he's not gonna he's gonna fire back. Yeah. That's right. So I would argue that he doesn't think Ace Four is good enough to call with here. Okay, but does um, Steve, o- any good does Steve O'Dwyer think that, 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 that that's Tan a fair Mulder question? That. That's a fair question. Um, maybe. Maybe he thinks he can get called by all the bluff catchers here. The question is, what check calls the flop, min bets turn, min bets river? There's a bluff catcher that can call us that still really works. We have to put him on this hand? A weird five that decided to call the flop? This is a really, five? This is a really tricky one. This would be, like, I don't feel like Steve O'Dwyer is the type of guy who's going to want to explain his thought process to us. But it would, no be, way. Great. It would be great to know because it's not like Steve O'Dwyer is just an idiot who's doing this for no reason. Like he's very, oh, Of course. I think he's. I think he's trying to get him off the chop, or trying try and induce a king to fold. Sometimes. Do you think a chop will fold, or a king? I think a chop might fold because a chop probably asks itself, "What worse hands do I have here?" And it turns out the answer is Ace Four. Yeah. But if you have Queen Ten or a Ten, any Ten, you might say like, "I have eights, I have kings, um, I probably have a few straight draws." Although I might lead straight draws pre flop on, on the flop anyway, rather than check call them. Yeah, like a lot of the time, you're probably just going to bet it yourself, right? Not always, yeah. but a lot. Um, you have to fold something. 
that this, I, if, I guess if you know you have a bunch of aces here, maybe you can say I call with, with a 10, but otherwise I would assume 10 would be near the bottom of our range and fold it. Also, I think like I'm calling for a chop a lot of the time anyway. If, if O'Dwyer's going to like attack this. It's, I mean, I guess that's the best we, we've come up with is that he's trying to fold Mulder off of a chop, but it, it feels like such a singular purpose where there's, like, there's other hands in Mulder's range and we block the chops. Well, let's think it through a little more. So if O'Dwyer may be sitting there and think like, I really believe Mulder is not going to check call flop with top pair, that he's going to bet it himself almost okay. always. Now, that may be true, that may not be true, but let's go with that. All right, we're second. going with it. And then we may also decided that Mulder's never going to min bet, min bet with trip eights, like ever. Okay. Like ever. So we may think we're almost free rolling this. Okay. Where it's like he's got some straight draws that missed, which are just going to fold, and he's got some tens that aren't going to know what to do, and maybe sometimes we get a fold out of that, and what a deal. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's, a, that's a lot of assumptions I built this house on, and I don't know if they're, they're reasonable, but I think it's at least possible that he might think that way. It's hard yeah. to give Mulder trip eights when he takes this line. It's hard to give him a king when he takes this line. It's possible, of course, but it's harder. I mean, it's, you would think that Mulder would never lead the turn with a king when the eight never. pairs. Right. So maybe that's part of it. And we don't think he ever t- plays eights this way because he just bet more on the river, like, or checked the river. Like, like, min bet, min bet is such a weird line to take with trip eights. You may yeah. just think he almost never has that. So, okay, so is trying to fold the chop. That's, okay. I feel, like we, I feel like that we've got there. Right, it's, and the reasons are that based on Mulder's turn play, you wouldn't put him on a king, so that you're not as afraid of a king, which might call. And based on his river sizing versus checking or betting bigger, you're not going to put him on trips. Yep. So you're like, okay, he's got a lot of tens. I have a ten and it chops with all of those. I'm going to win instead of chop. Yeah. All right, that's the best we got. Okay, I, I think I can get behind that. That feels like yeah, correct. Reasonable enough, at least. Okay. Um, of course, Tan Mulder is not going to have it. No. Because he's got the hair. Exactly. He's like, do you think this hair makes itself like look yeah, this pretty? Look, okay, Steve, you got a ponytail. Congratulations. Yeah. Look at me. I spend an hour and a half every morning getting this Look thing like at this. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like that. Captain Phillips. Yeah, he's Captain Phillips. Tan Mulder it's is the Captain other guy. Phillips. It's actually the other guy. So the guy who would play Tan Mulder is the, the guy from Captain Phillips who says, look at me. But not Captain Phillips because it's no. a different guy. No, Captain Phillips is... Um, that's, that's Nathan Phillips. By the way, I almost had Tom Hanks as Doyle Brunson because Tom Hanks in the Elvis movie plays like an old sort of overweight dude. And I was like, yeah, I could see that. And I was like, eh, I'll do somebody else. Well, thanks for not doing that because yeah. I would have been upset. Yeah, I, I know you would have been. All right, so, so Mulder's going to three bet this. Yeah, to 1.8 million. And just like that, everything got very real in this hand. Suddenly, out of nowhere, shit is like live. All right, what is the bottom of what Mulder is repping? Okay, it's got to be trip eights at the absolute which, worst. Which trip eights? Is he doing with this with eight deuce suited? No. Is he doing it with queen eight? The queen does play. Eight, 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 king, queen. Yep. Jack eight is the minimum possible thing he's repping, right? You, or do you think, because you don't think he would do it with eight deuce? With a bad eight. Because and and yeah, all the, the other eights are, eights are the same. Um, yeah, probably Jack. Would he really three bet with Jack eight? Or queen eight. Or queen eight. It feels like ace eight, of course he would. Ace eight feels like sure, yeah. Like, we have to try and get value out of horse trip eights. Yeah. We just have to. Um, queen eight. Obviously, a Dwyer can have ace eight, but a Dwyer can have other eights too. I think we should probably raise queen eight also. Oh, it depends on our dynamic, right? If we've been fighting at all, and we probably do fight sometimes just based on this hand, we probably do go at it sometimes with Steve. Uh, not just now, but over in our history. Yeah. That makes me a little more want to raise queen eight here. Because Steve will probably give us less credit. Mm-hmm. Knowing we can turn up with ace four right here at when we three bet to 1.8 million means we should probably do it with queen eight also. Yeah. Maybe yeah. even jack eight. Jack eight's 
tougher. But All maybe right. Jack 8. Let's give him Jack 8 plus. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. As Steve O'Dwyer, what the hell are you thinking now? Super unhappy that we raced. Yeah. We could have just called and found out where we were at, and it would cost us one blind. And now we may have just set, what? How much did we raise to do? 500K on fire here. 400 extra K on fire. Four more blinds on fire. All right, well, let's think about combos here yep. of value because he's got, let's, let's give him Jack 8 plus, all right? So okay. he's, he's got eight combos of Jack 8, Mulder does. Yep. And from our perspective as Steve, we have a queen, which is nice actually in this spot because we block queen 8. We're down to six combos of queen 8. Yeah. Uh, he might not have ace 8 because he didn't right. raise pre-flop, but we see he has ace 4, so he probably has some ace 8. But let's not give him all of like it. Like maybe half the combos, yeah. like four combos or something like okay. that. So it's 18 combos uh, of, of eights. Of eights. And then now, there's, other, there's some full houses he could have. He could have like 10-8 and have check called the flop. He could have 10-8. He lead. could have king-8. Um, but yep. I don't think he can have any of the pair full houses. Those are very likely to raise pre-flop. Agreed. Agreed. And you may think, as O'Dwyer, we, it's a little hard to give him 10-8 and king-8 because you think you may get just raised on the flop. Yeah, yeah you're not going to give him all the combos of those. Him check calling a min bet. Not that often with those with hands that strong. Yeah. So like full houses are tough for him to have. Eight right. five, eight five, he can have. Yeah, like there's six combos of each of those, but we're maybe gonna give him two of each, something like that. Yeah, eight five actually feels like a pretty good one. Now, the more I think about it, too. Yeah, Where he leads the turn and is like, yeah, of course I can three bet this river. Yeah. All right, so there's a decent amount of value out there. Yep. Uh, assuming that we're right about the range. Yep. The bluffs are just random. Like, I guess. Why? Let's ask this question. Why is Mulder choosing this hand as a bluff? I have no answer for that. There's no answer. Is it's, it's, it's nothing to do with this hand. Is it simply that he unblocks straight draws? That's all I got. He, he does unblock the straight. He doesn't have a queen jack or nine in his hand, or even a seven in his hand, because jack seven would have been a gut shot too. That's all I got. So maybe, okay, maybe he has, not all of them, but maybe the, the types of hands he gets to the river this way and can make this play with are only ace highs that unblock straight draws. Okay. So there's a few. That's, that's still more combos than the value we said, I think. If he's checking back pre-flop. Yeah. All, a bunch of those aces, yeah. which he probably is. I would think Especially so. all the bad ones, which are the ones that would play into this, right? Like, like ace six and below, basically. I mean, six, six, seven is a gut shot straight draw, but it's the weakest of them and the least likely to yeah. probably go nuts, I would think, because it doesn't block. Well, it does. It blocks seven, no, nine. It, it blocks, blocks Oh, yeah. 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 Because it's a straight draw. Right. We're talking about unblocking straight draws. Of course it is. Um, so maybe ace six is a bad one then, because we yep. do have that. And actually, six nine also is a straight draw. So, yeah. okay. So it's like ace deuce, ace three, ace four, and that's it. Yep, that's it. Well, that's 48 combos. Okay. And probably not all of them. He's probably raising some of, of course. them. Of course. Maybe it's just the unsuited ones. Let's and he's just... probably not going to take this line with all of them anyway, yeah. right? It's got to be 30 ish combos, maybe? Maybe. To, to get here with and then the, to take actually this line with is fewer than way, that? Way, way, way less, I would assume. All right, so, so we can call based on that, but then we have to think about where we are in our distribution as Steve O'Dwyer. Okay. Where do we fit? Um, low. We have some monsters, right? We block a straight draw, and we, own, we have sort of the worst pair we can reasonably have here, I would say. We block 10-8. We do block 10-8. That's nice. That is really nice. But we also block, you know... Queen-Jack, Queen-Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Those feel kind of important. Yeah. Queen-Jack may raise pre. Queen-Nine, I guess, could. But Queen-Jack feels like a pretty good candidate to raise us yeah. pre sometimes, though. But we block it. Um, I don't like this. I don't like that we're blocking the straight draws. Um, I don't like that we have a hand that... I mean, it feels like we just got... You know, he induced. He, he bet tiny with a monster. 
he got us to raise, and he, he did it. Like, congratulations. That so was do awesome. you think if O'Dwyer had 10-3 suited, it's a call? Because he doesn't block any straight draws? And he does block the 10? No, I still don't. I think, I think when we choose to raise the turn, we just river. have so many... Oh, sorry, the river. We have just have many better hands than this anyway. Like, I don't know why we need to take this hand and turn it into anything. Well, O'Dwyer's not going to turn it into a call. No. He's going to move all in for $2.5 million more effective over the 1.8. I mean, how crazy did this hand get? This hand went from being like, eh, who cares about any of it, to being like, is this the sickest hand we've ever done? <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the top 10, I all think. Right. So I think maybe what's going on here is that O'Dwyer believes that, that Mulder has too many bluffs here. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, from a combinatorial perspective, recognizes that maybe if he feels like Mulder has too many bluffs, he can call with his 10s that don't block the straight draws, but he has a 10 that blocks the straight draws. So just to like be a little extra... Just in case about it, he's going to move in with the queen 10. Maybe he, he thinks, blocks 10s full. Maybe he eight, thinks eight, eight full tens. he can actually get Mulder to make a big fold, too, sometimes. Like, fold like 8-9? Yeah, to fold an 8. To fold an 8, that's a chop, exactly. Like That's the kind of hand that Mulder is... I don't know if Mulder can actually have that. We're giving him jack-8 plus, right? right. We're saying Mulder isn't going to re-raise uh, a bad 8. Well, maybe you can get him to fold jack-8 or queen-8. But he blocks queen eight. <laughs> right. So jack eight, we're just targeting jack eight. We assume we can't really get ace eight oh, to fold. Not really, right? Combos we just, is ace eight really going to fold? I mean, it is super strong when we four bet all in. Ace eight shouldn't be beating anything, right? No. But is it really going to fold? We're, it blocks full houses. How can it fold? I think if you're Tay on Mulder, you have to call with ace eight because you unblock the straight draws. Yeah. Um, and it's among the best hands you can have. Also, okay, what's the best hand for the best bluffing hand for Steve O'Dwyer is like king 10, right? Like, that's kind of ideal for him. Yeah. Um, so I guess he could lose his mind with a bad eight, too, now that I think about it, because that blocks kind of all yeah, the, like That actually is probably better as a bluff, a bad eight. Yeah. Once, once we get raised here to try and get him off an eight himself. Yeah. Wow. Um, a 10 only blocks 10-8, and that may be raising the flop anyway or betting out at least on the flop most of the time, I would think. This might just be like they've really been going at it, and the yeah. wire just doesn't believe him. Yeah. And he's just like, just in case, I want to get him off of like, a weird 10 or even a king sometimes if somehow he could possibly turn up with a king. I don't or, know. Or, or bad eights. Maybe he thinks also like they, like Tan Mulder actually is, is going for value with bad eights also. Yeah. Like because they're, they've got such a dynamic. And if that's the case, he's like, well, good luck figuring this out, buddy. I got to tell you, I haven't figured it out. I don't get this hand. I wonder if, I'm going to ask this question now. I wonder if they bought in for 10,000 euro into a super high roller event or whatever it's called. I think it's called a high roller. Yeah, event. First place is $68,000, which to these guys is like a buy-in yeah. to a lot of events, right? It's not that big a deal money-wise. It isn't like they're playing for hundreds of thousands of dollars or a million dollars, right? Which they do play for. Yeah. I wonder if that actually frees them up to go for it a little bit more than they would others. Would they be doing this if they were heads up in a for 10K event? Yeah, exactly. And there's literally $800,000 difference between first and second kind of a thing. Would, they, would we still see this? I don't know, it's but I might know. guess. My guess is it's less likely, at least. So I wonder if that frees up Steve to take this shot. When he's sort of like, my instinct is he doesn't have it here for different reasons. Some of the stuff we came up with, maybe there's some physical stuff. Um, I think I can get him to make a big fold sometimes. Of course, you would think it's harder to get him to make a big fold if the yeah. stakes are lower too. So it goes the other way. It, it does. does strike back the other way too. It also is like if you're trying to play well, you know, the difference between second and first is pretty massive by percentage. You know, it's it's more than twice second for first. It's weird because you figure when when Mulder does this, you're not really trying to get him off a chop anymore. Like it's really strange for Mulder to take a ten and three bet. Yeah, he could just call. It'd be really strange to take a king and three bet. Of course, he could just call. 
So we're not really trying to get him to move off those hands. We're trying to move him off an eight, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. So, so it's a just-in-case play because he's like, well, he's bluffing a lot, and I'm going to win against those. Right. But I actually think I can get him to fold his eights. Also, we may not feel comfortable calling 1.3 million more with our what's kind of the bottom of our yeah. range. We block some of the straight draws, too. So this may actually be the bottom of our range. Yeah. But we think we can get him to fold eights instead. Okay, that's kind of cool. I still want to just don't know why we, this all happened. This is all a very shocking this thing. This shit mushroomed, bro. Yeah. Obviously, what, Mulder folds in Odwire Wednesday. Of course. What is the solver going to say about all this? That's going to be interesting to find out. Let's, yeah. let's take a look right now. Okay. It's solver time, and we're throwing a little curveball. We've got a new solver. Woo! It's Hyphenator. Solve this up on GTO Plus, not on Pio. So new solver and new software. We're going we're gonna to keep, of course, having Wesley and Danny using, using Pio, but, you know, good to have some variety. Absolutely. Mix it up. Welcome to the team, Hyphenator. Let's talk about the flop. On the flop, Mulder should check his entire range. Sure. Fine. Good. O'Dwyer should bet his hand 90% of the time. Yep. Not much to see here. This is where we thought maybe Mulder should even consider folding, but the solver is not interested in that at all. Uh, it's either a call or a raise. 97% of the time, a call. Yeah. So, I guess Teon did it better than... Grant and Jonathan. Feels like a minimum defense frequency thing as much as anything yeah. else. Yeah, it's fine. I get it, but I also hate it. Um, <laughs> that's classic Grant. Yeah, that's me about everything. You hate things that you get. You, you got a spicy carbonara. It's fine. I get it. I also hate it. <laughs> All right. Um, on the turn, this is where GTO Plus starts not really liking young Taeon's decisions. Mm. Uh, he should check his hand 95% of the time. Yeah. It's one of the least liked hands by GTO Plus to bet. Uh, which wants Mulder to bet with with this size, the size, the small size that he chose, sixty one percent of the time. He wants him to lead sixty one percent of the time with his range, but with this hand, it doesn't want him to bet except for five percent of the time. So it wants to min bet sixty one percent of the time on this board. Yeah, but wow, not with this hand because this hand can show down. Probably, I guess, I guess so. Probably. So maybe Mulder is just playing board and he understands this stuff, or he just wow messed it up and. This- this is really interesting because I know the, the sizing threw us for a little bit of a loop that he min bet, but the solver's all about it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Hyphenator actually gave the solver the option to bet two and a half blinds instead, and it didn't even really want to do that ever, so he just changed it back to bet one blinder check, and we got 61%. Bet. Cool. Uh, and O'Dwyer should unsurprisingly call with this hand 100% of the time. Yes. What else is he going to do when you're Steve O'Dwyer and you've changed your citizenship to Irish? and Like, what else can you do? I mean, you haven't shaved in like a week and a half, and yeah. you love it. You're loving it. It's great. It's great. So let's get to the juicy, juicy steak of yes. the hand. Medium rare. GTO Plus checks all ace highs for Mulder. Teon is punted into the sun by the solver. It's a 100% <laughs> pure check. Okay. You've been incinerated, Teon Mulder. So that's a new phrase we're using. I like it. Yeah. It's ouch, but I like it. I mean, I get it. I hate it, but I like I it. I got good news for Teon, though. Okay. He's going to have company in the flaming hot sun being incinerated by Steve O'Dwyer, who should call 100% of the time and never raise. Once Mulder bets. Yeah. Because Mulder min bets the river. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And just call with your medium level For hand. all the reasons that we talked about, yeah. probably. Like, it doesn't really feel like there's much to be done here. But, of course, O'Dwyer does not call. He raises. Of course. In response to that, Mulder's actually supposed to three bet a fair amount of the time with his range, 20% of the time with his range. But not with his hands. Pro- probably when you have blockers yeah. to, like, good hands. Stay in the sun, Teon. You're still, <laughs> you're still burning up. You're not supposed to do it with his hands. It burns! That's, Teon, that's my Teon mother But the impression. good news for you, once again, is for eternity, Steve O'Dwyer will be sitting there with you burning because he is supposed to fold to the three-bet with his hand. Well, I am 
glad and given confidence that the solver also thinks this is just batshit crazy. Yes. Because it seemed batshit crazy to us, too. The solver is completely on board with, it doesn't know why anyone's doing anything either. Great. Yes. So, congratulations to us. I feel vindicated. Life can go on. Yes, Thank forever. you, computer. I just want to say, I get it. I hate it, but I get it. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, and still have time to make it.